Coming up on this week's Life, Love, and Everything show. How can you tell? And some people have gotten so frustrated with this situation that they've just given up on trying to be with anybody at all because they think, oh, this is too hard or this is more trouble than it's worth. Welcome to Life, Love, and Everything Else, the number one show dedicated to giving you wisdom to help you live a better, more successful life by showing you how to make right choices in everyday life situations. Now, let's go right into today's program. Hello everyone, I'm Belise Smith, the host of Life, Love, and Everything Else. I want to thank you for tuning in. Please comment and become a part of our Life Love Circle by subscribing so that you are among the first notified of all new episodes. Thank you so much for your support. On this episode, I want to talk about something that a lot of people have struggled with and more than likely a lot of people are struggling with now and that is the question of how do you know when you found the one the one to be with as a life partner and many people have found this to be very challenging and even puzzling to try and figure out we have our likes and our dislikes and we have a picture in our minds a lot of times on what we think we want or what we think we may need in a life partner and yet sometimes those things fall apart you think well how can you tell and some people have gotten so frustrated with this situation that they've just given up on trying to be with anybody at all because they think, oh, this is too hard or this is more trouble than it's worth. They'll just be alone. And some people have felt like they'll just have their cats or their dogs. They know they will feel loved or cared about, you know, from their pet and they'll have a best friend. And some people have just resolved to that. But I'd like to offer some guidance on this question and maybe help a little bit. Maybe it will help some people narrow this down and kind of have a more concrete plan on what to look for, what things will ultimately be important. Because as I said in a previous episode, nobody gets married just to, or wants to find a life partner just to have a divorce, or separate from that person. So this is highly important to kind of have a plan on what to look for, what to do, what things to expect, and how do you get to this point of finding the right one. That mate that the book of Genesis tells us that when God said it is not good for man to be alone, And that God created someone to be comparable to you. God made the woman to be comparable to the man. 
and God had put things in the man to be comparable with the woman that he made for the man. So let me dive right into some quick little points that may be of help to somebody. And to be honest, I've done this myself and I found it very helpful. Some of the ways that I think would be a good place to start in how to know when you have found the one. The first place I'd say to start is to start with a list. I know people have heard, oh, make a list, but this is a different list. Start with the first five top must-haves. This list is different because I know people have had lists that are a page or pages long, but this is only five things, five top major must-haves for you. And with these five things, they are pretty practical. And when I say practical, I mean that, for instance, and this may seem a little out there, but some people may feel like, oh, what their must-have is they must have this Prince Charming that comes to rescue them on this big white horse. So he has to be a king and he has to be worth a lot of money. He has to be a super millionaire. He has to just be this prince that looks all charming and handsome and he's this and that. And he's looking for his princess. But yet the princess looks like a frog, doesn't want to do anything, doesn't want to offer anything, doesn't want to be about anything. That's not practical. I know this example may be extreme, but I have come to realize there are some people out there who think like that. So that is just a quick little example of being practical, thinking practically about your must-haves. In being practical, I think you'll find that some of these were with you even when you were a child. Those are things that are innate within you. Those are things that makes up who you are as a person today. And they are things that also others have known about you or seen in you. When you decide what are your five must-haves, I think you'll find that it makes it a lot easier to sift through all of the people that you will meet that would be a potential mate. Many of us find that there are not that many people that really fit somebody that you would probably want to have as a life partner. So with that, you knowing that you know that you know what you can handle and what you can't, that makes knowing a lot easier, knowing who basically worth your time and those who are not. Not that you're being mean or anything like that, but when you're at a point where you're ready to have a life partner, you are not willing to just keep going from person to person and hope, wish, dream that this thing will turn out right. When you're truly ready for that life partner, then you become more strategic in finding that life partner. The Bible talks about in the book of Genesis chapter 2 where God said 
that it is not good for man to be alone and he will make a mate comparable to them. And I think in today's times, that is one of the areas that is the biggest catalyst for divorce is because people are going in lopsided. They're not talking enough about each other's must-haves or each other's capabilities in being able to meet these must-haves. And just thinking that, oh, well, the love that they feel for each other at that time will get them through. A lot of times it doesn't work out that way. And what I have found that in my observation is that it's a lot better to talk about things in the beginning and to clear the air on a lot of expectations and what each one is bringing to the table, what they can do, what they're not willing to do. Does each person meet the other person's must-haves? Because at the end of the day, those are things that will keep you together or tear you apart. If you're looking for the one, the one, I believe, will be found in your must-haves. And five, I chose the number five. Five is just enough, but not too much. And five is also a good measuring tool because these are five things that are highly important to you. For instance, another example will be, and I've heard of couples breaking up over things like this. If one is really clean, they grew up clean, they've been known to be clean. And when I say clean, I mean coming from an orderly background. They grew up in their house where everybody had chores and everyone practiced putting things up where they belonged and not having a messy home or just being more conscious of that. And if that person gets with someone who grew up in a different type of atmosphere where they weren't taught those things and then the house is messy, it's dirty, it's stinky, the other person, they're not used to that, that could be a reason that they will say, this is not going to work. I can't, I can't do this anymore because that's something that will break their peace. Your five must-haves are the things that will break your peace, your joy, that would affect your happiness, that would affect your inner being. So these are just some small things, but everybody has their own five must-haves. I made this list myself, and I was actually surprised because I could be a very pageless person, <laughs> a small pageless person. Going through this exercise and narrowing it down to five things actually surprised me. I said, hmm, those, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good and simple, and it's just a quick little snap of the finger of a profile of who I am, who I am, what type of person I am, that sometimes we don't think about that. But your five must-haves will be a quick little profile of who you are as a person. What is your makeup? What are you all about? And those five must-haves will show you what you care about the most, what drives you, what inspires you, what keeps you uplifted, you know, and, and how you feel loved. And those are things that are greatly needed in a lifelong partnership. So if you are in that stage of life where you are looking for the one, 
the one to spend your life with and to have longevity, your life partner. I pray that this is of help to you. And like I said before, I did this. I was surprised. It gave me a quick little profile, and it's just really easy. And it helps you knowing who you are as a person. And your makeup, something that we don't think about. We just, we, all we know is that we are who we are. But the question is, who are you? And when you put it down on paper, you can say, hmm, that's interesting. And looking at it, you will see something about yourself. And in closing with this, if you are a believer and you're looking for the one, the first thing that I will suggest is on that list, number one is someone who has their own relationship with God, a God-fearing man or a God-fearing woman who actually lives the life according to the level of where you are. Because people are at different levels in their walk with God and in their belief with God. If you are a person who truly you are seasoned and mature in the things of God, that is who you're going to need to walk with you in your walk with God. Because when you get to a level with God, in order for the two to walk as one, you have to be comparable. Because different levels also equals our understanding of God, our dedication, our maturity. And it would be challenging for a babe to walk with someone who's mature in the Lord in their level of understanding because they are in the category of a babe, a baby believer for a reason. And also in our walk with God, each round goes higher and higher. And the reason we are becoming more mature because we're walking into our purpose on this earth. And you would need a person who is also aware that they have a purpose on this earth. So then you all are fitly joined together and walking side by side, not one ahead of the other or not one beneath the other. You're walking side by side the way God told Adam and Eve to rule they were to create on this earth together. I hope this helps somebody how to be able to identify the one that God may have for you and of course, with your five must-haves and being in and praying to God and seeking God's guidance and asking him to order your steps, you will see how much easier it is to know who is and who is not for you. So if this message resonates with you or if you know someone this message would resonate with, Please share it. This is something that a lot of people struggle with, and I believe this information I've shared will be of great help. Well, as always, that's it for now, and I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Life, Love, and Everything Else.